And the Cleveland Browns have made it into the NFL playoffs for the first time in 18 long years. Going deep, he's got Cleveland and Brown. the ball. And NFL high, 12th dropped pass. You suck. Colin Sexton has the Cavs' last 17 points. Looking for 20. Oh, my! You're tuning into the We Like Sports Podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for your latest sports news on the We Like Sports Podcast. I don't want to play no more. Why don't you shut the hell up? And welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast. I am alongside Casey as we end up waiting for the others to join Drew, CJ, and possibly Stephen R. Smith or Riggs. Who knows who's going to end up, who who knows who we get today. But uh, Casey, welcome in. Hello, hello. What's going on? Not too much. Um, Before we end up running things down, obviously, there's been a lot to talk about. I feel like this is going to be a very XFL-heavy type show in baseball rules-wise just due to the fact that the baseball rules everybody's talking about by now, too. And uh, also, we're going to be talking some NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, Kevin Love being bought out by the Cavaliers. You got Eric Bieniemy finding a new home in Washington with the Commanders. And I guess a general football question ahead, as well as some Guardians talk, too, if we end up getting that far. But we'll find out as the day goes on. But, Casey, I want to end up asking you, with Eric Bieniemy being the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders now, what are your thoughts? Is it does it make sense? Is he a good offensive coordinator, or was he just a part of a good winning culture? Because honestly, this is going to prove it. I mean, it's a tricky scenario because if you look at it, like, I mean, what was it three years ago when they started saying, "Oh, he might be the uh, head coach for some teams," or looking into him, looking into him, and that whole Brian Flores thing happened with uh, the race. So then ever since that, Bianca really hasn't got any uh, attention, I feel like. But it's tough because he should – would he stay with the, the Chiefs? Because, I mean, who says they're not going to repeat next year or stay contending until Mahomes gets um, off the team or too old to play? So, I mean, it's either stay as an OC there, then attempt to go to Washington at a weaker team, weaker quarterback, weaker offense. And, I mean, you're, you're really trying to prove it to make it, you know, because – I don't know. It's that's a tough choice to to, to leave a successful uh, team for the same spot at a like a mediocre at best team. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that too. I mean, that's definitely going to be the case. Is that you have to end up figuring out? It was definitely an uncomfortable decision, but like you mentioned, though, unfortunately with the NFL, that's just the way that things are, and it's going to come down to race, and that's the reason why. I mean, if he ends up winning anything with Washington. It's going to be hard to argue against that he's a bad offensive coordinator. He doesn't deserve an opportunity as a head coach. Like It's hard to argue anything of that sort if he does succeed in Washington. Correct, because, I mean, if he would have stayed with the Chiefs and been successful, I mean, they could still say the same thing. as oh, He's just uh, with a good operation with good players around him. Now, I mean, exactly like you said, if he goes to the, the commanders and they have a good offense, there's no chance that you could say that he doesn't deserve a head, head coaching shot. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, who do they have? They have Sam Howell as their uh, quarterback right now. And yeah, exactly. 
And in the past, you had Carson Wentz. And we were talking about on Friday during our radio show on, on out in Sandusky, 1450. Got to plug that in there. 1450 slash 93.5 FM. But we were talking I don't about... don't get those channels. Yeah, we, there's an app, though, for that. So you could end up having it, possibly. Oh, <laughs> but uh, if I knew. With, um, with football, Eric Bieniemy, if... Washington makes sense. It does because Ron Rivera and his health. His health, he might have more opportunities to be the role of the head coach instead of a coordinator than with what most teams. And maybe that's why he took that is because of the opportunity with Andy Reid. You would have thought by now that Andy Reid was done, over with. You could have guessed that he would have retired, but he's winning one more at least, or at least attempting to. And he's not done, and that's why Biennemi probably ended up leaving. I mean, it's not a bad bad thought because – Whenever when Todd Haley took over as the Browns' offensive coordinator, I think as the thought process of becoming the next head coach, that didn't happen. Um, but I could see people <laughs> doing that because when there's a head coach in a spot, you know, and they kind of get familiar with the team then before they become head coach as well in that scenario. So it's not like they're going to a brand new organization. It's kind of an advantage if he was to become head coach of the Commanders eventually. Um, but like I said, it's it's hard to tell until it happens because. It all is on potential of who, like I said, who's the commander is going to go after? What are they going to do? Is Sam Howell the answer? We don't know. Right. And who knows what happens on draft day, too, with trades. I mean, I saw something earlier on that the Bears might be – it might make sense. It might, isn't happening. It's not guaranteed. But it might make sense that the Bears trade to the Colts, Justin Fields, and the Colts get a better draft pick. And that could be really interesting because Justin Fields has said that he wanted to play in a dome. Colts have a dome. They got a new head coach that's pretty much offensive-minded for the most part, the Colts do, and familiar with a good team. So if that were to happen, I mean, I think that shakes up the NFL as a whole, and you still have Aaron Rodgers, you still have Derek Carr out there as well. Things are going to get really interesting here in the next couple of weeks. I mean, that, that's hard to see, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Fields – I'd be shocked if the Bears get rid of Fields because that's the only – glimmer of hope they had last year like you take him off that team there was nothing that was productive out of that bear season at least they could say hit a a star player or star in the making so that was be shocking to trade away someone for you know another unknown and see two three years down the road what actually are they going to be like zach wilson I mean, right, he's only exactly. going into his third year and he really hasn't had a shot i would say so it's hard to to say is it just like Geno Smith? I mean, that's <laughs> it's somebody that came out of nowhere with him that it just doesn't make sense. And sometimes that is the case that it's the wrong organization that you're with. Geno Smith had no business in being as good as he was this past year, but it worked well, out. That's what I'm saying. End. And even Daniel Jones. I mean, like Daniel Jones had a pretty good Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen Hurts, we didn't think was that great going into this season, let alone a team like a, a quarterback that would lead a team to the Super Bowl. So I, I don't know. I think it's it's hard to kind of judge so early into their careers because it's there's so much left and so many opportunities left. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that, definitely. And the thing is, is that like with somebody like Justin Fields, if you were to end up having trading him away to the Colts and the Bears get somebody like Will Levy, that, that just doesn't make sense. And it's not the right quarterback class outside of maybe Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, but like everybody thinks that the Kentucky quarterback is going to be the guy that goes first instead of somebody from Ohio State. But that's just usually the way that quarterbacks in the NFL and the way the draft ends up going, unfortunately. But 
I don't think that would be a right decision for the Bears to do that by any means, though, like you were saying. Yeah, who says that uh, Hendon Hooker isn't like a, a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson of the draft from Tennessee? I mean, because he had a pretty good year until he got hurt. And then, I mean, he's he's six six five, so he's not a small guy. He's a pretty big guy or a Josh Allen type, you know, that you wouldn't expect to get, get picked a little later and become the best quarterback in the draft. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, the thing is, is that sometimes it's – look at Tom Brady. That's only the argument. And look at somebody like Petty now at this point. Purdy, not Petty, Purdy. Like Brock Purdy right now because they don't matter where they get drafted at. Regardless, you're getting success no matter what round. And I think that's just been relevant, no pun intended, for the last couple of years. Like Tom Brady is the greatest argument, and then you have him as one of the greatest of all times, if not the greatest of all time. And then Brock Purdy, that is essentially undefeated as a starting quarterback that nobody knew about, and he was a guy that played quarterback at Ohio Iowa State. What who was the last like, relevant person that played out of Iowa State or a small school like that? Like you could argue Carson Wentz, maybe, but he wasn't even that good for long. Josh Josh Allen, I mean, he came Wyoming, from right? Wyoming. Yeah, he it wasn't a, a big school. Um, where did Jared Goff come from? Uh, I want to say he was like Cal, like California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Cal. It's Cal. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. Someone else came from Cal, I think, too. Uh, it was uh, butt fumble. Mark Sanchez. He was USC Sanchez. Oh wait, who's the other one? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, maybe. I think. I think it was. Let's see. It. Yeah, it was. It was Rodgers. Yeah, that's right. I knew it was somebody. I knew it was a good good quarterback. Two thousand five. But he was drafted twenty fourth. You know, in the first round. So like, wasn't like he. Um. Was picked high. So I mean, look at Mahomes. Even Mahomes was what he was middle of 15th. the fifteenth. Yeah, middle. Of the was it, didn't the Browns trade for trade away that pick that got, that took him? <laughs> Trust me, you're the Browns fan. You know better, and I'm sure they did. You know this by now. 2017, he was drafted. Um, let's see. He was taken tenth. Deshaun Watson was taken twelfth. So the, the, we traded away the pick that took Deshaun Watson. And, and it still went full circle for the Browns to still get Watson somehow. Yo, so. we, got, we got rid of a lot more, uh, though. I can tell you that. Yeah, no kidding. Could you no, imagine if they could have just got Patrick Mahomes, just settled and kept well, that Because they, they drafted uh, instead that year when they traded back, they got Jabril Peppers. Oh, man. <laughs> which then turned, which then turned into Odell Beckham, right? The the temporary. That's the whole what if trade scenario, though, with the Browns drafting. Like, look at the draft that Braylon Edwards came in. Like, you could end up picking up anybody else. Like, the Browns could have had Michael Thomas at one point too, even if you want to go that far. No, it's true, and it's, it's crazy looking at like. Us trading away from Deshaun Watson, then ending up with Preppers, then ended up with Odell, which then ended up with uh, nothing because Odell ended up being nothing. So after right. we get rid of him, so and they had to blow it up and then go ahead for the future and figure that out. Then, and then we're back to Deshaun Watson, and we gave up all these more picks to, to get him. So, 
How do you feel about the Browns' future, though? As, as like a Homer standpoint, even, but I mean, this is also coming from a different standpoint because you end up hearing opinions from down in Florida way more often than just Cleveland locals. So, I mean, what were your thoughts for it? Like, is it possible this year it's do or die for the Browns? Boom or bust? You have to end up winning a championship finally because you have Deshaun Watson all year long. You have defense with Miles Garrett. You have Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt's on the way out. Correct. I mean, I can tell you from my Madden experience, um, <laughs> going into next season, it's kind of tough with the, the price we're paying for everybody. So I don't know how you could really run a team with $46 million, rephrase it, $54 million cap hit, um, one player. But, I mean, it's it's tough to say because, like you said, we're, we're going to lose um, Kareem Hunt. We're going to have probably Cooper's going to be gone after next year. I, I don't think we're going to keep him. Um, I'm not against keeping him, but then we'll see. Um, trouble we to elevate him. If Deshaun Watson, correct. they still elevate him into something. like the, the Browns stole that trade from the Cowboys without a doubt. Oh, yeah. There's no loss on that one. I agree. But then you got Batonio, who's getting up there in age, I feel like. Denzel Ward, you know, gets injured all the time. Jedrick Rules, is he's not the left tackle, I don't think that's going to be the – you know, the answer, because he's been struggling the last, last few years. Um, we're lo- losing Clowney, so we got to find a guy that's uh, strength is the D-line with Miles Garrett. That's all we have right now. So it is tricky to say, you know, <laughs> it is. It's hard. And, like, what what part are you focused on for next year that needs the improvement? Is it defense or is it offense? Because if you look, I, like, you could argue both sides here even, because offensively, their wide receiver room, it's a bunch of rookies and unknown players, essentially, that aren't that ideal price tag almost. Like, Donovan Peoples-Jones isn't going to be a household name everywhere. Maybe in Cleveland, but, like... I, I like Peoples-Jones a lot. You end up having, like, not too many wide receivers outside of Amari Cooper. Like, a lot of those, like, Michael Woods the third ended up kind of emerging throughout the year that was just drafted. and just kind Anthony of Schwartz. Yeah, Anthony Schwartz. He isn't going to get you far, unfortunately. And, like, that's just the reality. And you could focus on wide receiver or you could focus on the defensive side because, like you said, the D-line needs help. You could end up making a trade. Who knows? I know the price tag is going to be high, but if you end up getting Chris Jones from – Kansas City, if you get Fletcher Cox from the Eagles, that would end up hu- helping out a huge amount. But the likelihood of them, it's going to be another 10 million draft picks that you're going to give up. No, correct, correct. And, the, and then we got Cade York at kicker. Is he the answer? I don't know about that. And it's and just we... all about his elevation on his kicks, too, as well. That changes everything, too, is once people correct. pick them out. And I'm, saying, I'm telling you, it's it's crazy because like he starts the year so solid, he drafts him so high, and then – all downhill. I finally thought we had a kicker, which solved the problems that we've lost so many games in the last however many years because we haven't had a kicker since Phil Dawson. Right. But it's, it's just tricky. But the, the positive was I was I just remembered we're gonna lose Kareem Hunt, but we have Dearness Johnson behind him and that Ford drone Ford. Yep. He's pretty tough too. So I think even if we lose Hunt, like I don't want to lose him, but we still have a pretty solid backup. What Dearness Johnson sitting out all last year because he probably put even got. 15 snaps like I don't remember even seeing him in except for special teams so I think that he's a a strong backup behind Chubb 
And with the Dearness uh, Johnson contract situation too, he might also, I think he might have an option or it's one of those like arbitration processes, but either way though, even if that is the case and he ends up leaving too, you still have Ford and Ford's supposed to have however much expectations. He's also a Cincinnati guy. I want to say. Well, he's only, he's only 23. So yeah, it would be with running back though. You have people that are, are you at the point as a Browns fan? And I know people are just crazy fans and always playing trade makers and everything on, on those ESPN apps and everything. But with that being said, though, with guys like Miles Garrett or Nick Chubb, they're trying to figure out like packages to end up trading them away. Is there any likelihood? Like, do you even want to see that happen? If so, what side of the ball? Because like Nick Chubb, that's your best running back in the league, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would. I can't get rid of Chubb. I mean, I wouldn't get rid of Miles Garrett. You know, like I, I wouldn't get rid of Batonio just because I view him like, um, like Joe Thomas. You know, he's been on the team for so long. I mean, yeah, Denzel Ward on the other side, uh, JOK on the other side too. That's pretty strong. I feel. And you also have the, on the D line too, and nobody really talks about it. But he also didn't perform that well this past year. Was uh. Kojii from Ohio State that was yeah. supposed to have all this hype. Still trying to figure him out. Maybe it's just that environment that you're the rookie, you're sitting behind, and you're going to get your reps in from afar, and that's what you have to do at times. But who that that is the likelihood that replacement for Jadavian Clowney? I don't think so. No, I don't, and, and it's it's tough because I mean Clowney Clowney had a good year two years ago with us, and then he yep. had a problem with. Uh, Miles Garrett this year, so it's it's hard to it's hard to say because you got to get a guy that's not thinks he's the best. Like you know how like Clowney was, he was wasn't worried about the team as much as he was worried about himself. It was so to, with Odell Beckham Jr. again. That was the same situation twice, just a different player, different position. Correct. Yeah, exactly. You you get two, you get a guy that needs to be a star as well, and you got someone else that's good at, if not just as good, like our, our Jarvis Landry. We had it's. Yep. I don't know. It, it's and they're even best friends, and they couldn't keep it in line. Like you know what I mean, and get it figured out. So it, it's really hard to to have two strong people at his position because they're always going to have a problem. Like Kareem Hunt and uh, Chubb. I mean, Hunt wanted to get more more touches, but he wasn't getting them because Chubb was. So and when you got too much talent, it's a problem. Yeah, it, it is, but it's not. Like from a fan standpoint, you're not going to say that there's ever too much talent. It's like the Guardians right now. There, there's too much talent. Yes, but it's a good problem to have, and that's the way we got to look at it. Otherwise, you're just kind of you're arguing over your own team, and it's like, okay, am I going to really want to pick somebody like Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and David Njoku, all guys that want the ball in wide receiver, tight end positions that that's where Baker targeted at the time, or would I rather end up having all these guys and figure it out afterwards? No, correct. I mean, and like, like what we have we done? You know, like we've had that those issues, and we haven't accomplished anything really. We got to the playoffs finally, beat the Steelers, but I don't know. It's it's just tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. Of course, to you had to include that in there too. You have to include in the shot that they beat the Steelers, and that's prize that's that's deserved. That's right. <laughs> couldn't forget. Couldn't forget that. No, <laughs> I got way too many text messages that night when that was happening. <laughs> but uh, changing gears, though, still talking about football. But did you end up seeing any of the XFL action? I mean, ran by the Rock, finally, not Vince McMahon. 
It was intriguing, I guess. Like, the games I did catch, it was intriguing. It was worth watching. I mean, every team that was out of it weren't really out of it because you ended up seeing the fourth and 15 onside kick. You saw the three-point conversion or the two-point conversion to tie the game up. I mean, whatever the Saturday afternoon game was, I want to say that was Houston Roughnecks game that they ended up having Vegas come back from behind and they ended up having the fourth and 15 not converted. So that was their onside kick attempt that they missed, but they were down by a ton and you end up having, I saw AJ McCarron lead his team to some nonsense. That's the best way to put it. Correct. I mean, I, I saw like a little bit of a game on Saturday and I like the first game on Saturday and a little bit of the game with Josh Gordon. Okay. Because um, I wanted to watch yeah. that one. Yeah, Seattle Sea Monsters. I wanted to catch that just because of Josh Gordon. And I saw the, the touchdown that Ben DiNucci, like ran and flipped it to Josh Gordon, and he got it for his first touchdown. Saw about that, and that was it. So I didn't watch much of it. And I saw that um, highlighted, at least at the fourth and 15, yep. for the onside kick and got came back, and, and they won the game, and they were pretty much was over, it looked like. Kind of like how the Jets beat the uh, – the Browns last year, but yeah, <laughs> no kidding. That that flashback of a game that the Browns that that could set the tempo for the whole season by then when that happened. Well, exactly. And I, I'm not against the XFL. Like I, I'll watch it. Like probably I'm not not this week because I'm working at night. But the week after that, if I'm off early on Saturday, I'll probably put it on Saturday games and then Sunday. So with like and, that, that and the Daytona I, 500 too, I haven't had I haven't watched this Sunday, so I couldn't watch the XFL. Yeah, I was over Laporta's house. That was uh, him watching NASCAR per usual. There's nothing that ever makes sense. Like, he, he you left me on you left me on a cliffhanger. Last thing he recorded him, he said there's gonna be a wreck, and then you cut him off, and then there was a wreck, <laughs> and you didn't. I need to see his reaction, and then mm-hmm. just boy Logano not being in first. Hey, sports betting is a hell of a thing now, apparently, and that's even even that frame of mind for your NASCAR fans are starting to bet. And Travis Pastrana was in that race too, which made no sense whatsoever. And he was in that wreck at the at the end of the race. No, he, I thought he missed that because he ended up getting like eighth or ninth or tenth. He like started he, it. What's that? I said he started the wreck. I think. Oh well, if that's the case, I had money on him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, going back to the NFL XFL. With the 4th and 15 idea, I mean, this is – you're getting a lot of guys. Like, one of the post games they ended up having was a guy – one of the, I want to say, defensive guys for Vegas or Houston maybe. And they were just talking like that was their first professional game ever that they're playing football in, so that's pretty cool. But outside of that, though, it was just very intriguing to see the different rules that you have, the three-point conversion, the onside kick thing that's been. If that happens in the NFL, I, I'm football fans are going to be very – Either they're gonna either be really pissed off or else they're gonna be really happy that the action's being the way that it is. Well, and at uh, this time, gonna... Drew's gonna pop on in now too and join us with the XFL talk. Drew, welcome on in. Came out of the time. I know. So I heard you talking about the XFL. Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> I'm all pumped up about the XFL. So we were talking about Casey did mention your buddy Ben Ben Denucci. And Jeff oh, Gordon, or Josh Gordon. Jeff Gordon, because you mentioned NASCAR now. Yeah. Dude, Ben DiNucci, you know, you can take uh, you can take the boy away from the Cowboys, but you can't take the Cowboys away from the boy. <laughs> fumble, fumble on the three-yard line, down by four, with like 30 seconds left on second. On, it was first or second down. It's, it was the most Cowboys way to lose I've ever seen. 
So what was your thoughts on the weekend overall with the rules, with the fourth down and 15 onside kick, with the idea of a three-point conversion, all that, like all the rules that I was saying before you ended up joining in, like you could end up getting NFL fans really pissed off or else they could be really invested in this now too, because it's a new way to play football now. Like this is actually, nobody was out of a game at all. And the fourth and 15, I forgot about that rule for onside kick. So I'm like, they got the ball back, and they're about to score again? No, well, it completed. My, they end up getting that. My comparison to that was going to be um, in baseball with the second base, guy in second base and extra inning, right? Yep. It, it kind of throws the numbers off, though, because there will be more conversions now on that fourth and 15 than there would be onside kicks, I think, easily. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to kind of – like, it's going to spew a game that it's a 14-point difference with four minutes left, and you got the ball, and you score – you, yeah. you have a chance to tie it up way more likely now with that. I mean, it could be an 18 point difference. Yeah, it, it, correct. Exactly. You, <laughs> like, you can hit those things without a problem. And like, I mean, it changes those games. I like it. I mean, I, I like it for lower levels to not have teams. Yes. Out of game. I correct. don't mind blowouts in the up, the higher leagues of any sport. You know, yes. I don't, I don't like when teams take their foot off the gas. I think if you're up by 30, Go up by 40. I don't care. In minor leagues, experiment with the rules. Make the games more exciting. I mean, no, I, I agree get it, you. though. I get it that there's the issue with, like, the XFL, like, on screen and everything, having all the betting lines and whatnot. So, encouraging the, the games to be closer, they're just going to ask for people to, like, have all these yeah. conspiracy theories. But I well, like yeah, it. Yeah, true. Fun. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, if, if you get a, a a live spread at plus 14 and a half in the XFL, I mean, it's it's a lot like more likely to win hit that four, plus 14 and a half right. than if it would be in the NFL. Because right. like I said, those games are going to be closer than NFL games because of the way the rules work. Yeah. And, and you know, I like I, – I think there's some rules that the NFL is going to look at. You know, I think the challenging uh, – the different rules on challenges, how the, the booth is constantly reviewing the game. So they can call down on obvious things and just tell the official like what to do. I think that's genius. I don't think it should be on coaches to make sure the officials are doing their job. Um, and I like the running clock. I, I don't mind that the game is just moving. Because I think the NFL is too slow. Yeah, and I, well, like they, you said with the reviews, yeah. too, they were kind of intriguing just because it wasn't like there was that much time elapsed whatsoever. It was like, okay, we have this play. Is it worth the challenge? No, it's not. Okay, move on to the next play, so on and so forth. Like, right. that was one that I, uh, I think Saturday afternoon's game that I mentioned. Like, that was the game that I ended up seeing the most, and that was the one that I'm like, okay, makes sense. Go ahead. More football. Sweet. Well, yeah. well with, with the running clock, though, it's there's so many things that could – affect the the record books right like it, it doesn't affect let's say you know the game itself but it affects the record books because you add one extra game in the nfl season and all the records get broken due to it right, right. so you have a running clock you're going to run less plays probably yep. so it's going to probably run down the offense not as much have a better defense numbers so oh, it's yeah. going to kind of skew that as well even like little tiny changes like i said throughout it isn't it that fourth and 15 it throws little like uh like I said, little stuff off just because of the way it works. You know? you know, honestly, I like that they they're encouraging kickoffs and kick returns because uh, you know what was more fun than when like Devin Hester and Dante Hall, Josh Cribbs, Josh Cribbs, yes. 
Got like, to let the when Cleveland those guys were return men, that play mattered. It was exciting. And then the NFL decided, you know what? We really don't like these kickoff things, so we're going to make it so it's a touchback 90% of the time. The XFL goes, absolutely not. We're going to flip the numbers and make sure that they return it 90% of the time. And and the way they did, they do the kickoffs, people are not going to get hurt doing that. Like, that's genius. Yeah, without a doubt. And apparently my doppelganger has now joined it's CJ, <laughs> but he's joining in as uh, Peyton Vince for today, apparently. He must have a pair of sunglasses and a receding hairline if I've ever seen one. What's up? My microphone. My headphones aren't working. Well, I said you ended up joining in under my name, and you ended up having the same receding hairline as I do. <laughs> yeah, I see just growing his beard out. I, that's a new one to me. He's got the t-shirt beard going on. Peyton, Peyton that's, that's me. But <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about XFL, CJ. Um, well, I, I don't even know what to call you now, because now you're confusing me with my own name. But regardless... Um, with the XFL, did you catch any of the XFL action over the weekend? Did you watch Josh Gordon? I watched a little bit of that game with McCarron. Which okay. I, I don't know. I was the only one I watched. Um, it was, it was the game to watch. Yeah, I do. The fourth, the fucking, whatchamacallit rules. Instead of onside kicks, that's way better. Three points, I kind of, I, I don't know how I feel about the three-point conversion, but I like the uh, no <laughs> onside kicks in the fourth and fifth team. I think that's way better. And we were also talking about, too, just with the whole entire aspect, Casey mentioned, like, the amount of, like, statistics and the conversions now, too, that, like, when it goes into the record book, I think also from, like, a wide picture, too, if the XFL is going to work this time around, I think it's going to work with The Rock running it. And it's not just because The Rock's running it. It just seems like it's flowing. And, like, the last time it was kind of like that edgier product. You had sideline interviews when guys are caught candidly swearing, saying whatever on the sidelines. And, like, that's what they wanted. Now it just kind of seems like it's football. It's just football that's entertaining and, like, something that everybody could watch. Like, in the past, they could still watch it on ABC. Anybody could watch it. But it's just kind of a little bit more extreme. No pun intended. I don't, except I don't think it's going to work. I wish they were in, like – Like, I feel like the only place it, like, is, like, working on like, crowd reactions is, like, D.C. They, like, really get into – St. Louis. And yeah, like I feel like you need Battle to Hawks, like, baby. Like goofier cities, like yeah, yeah, St. Louis where there's no school. I don't know, like kind of like outside cities. San Diego needs to get a yeah. team. San Diego. What about, what's the team that's the that's named after the Rock? The the Brahmas. Which one's yeah. the Brahmas, Drew? San Antonio. <laughs> but but like Columbus wouldn't be a bad city. Yeah. It's a crowded town. It's got a college. Yeah, for to like succeed and stay alive, I feel like they're gonna need to like. Yeah, I think they just got to – I think this season's a test it out. Yeah. It's like been, the USFL, they do – they're the ones – they play in, like, one city, right? Right. Which is, like, weird as shit to me. Well, yeah, it sucks for everybody that doesn't yeah. live there. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of bigger cities that don't have a professional football team. Oh, yeah. I, I, dig, the, I dig the XFL. They do some cool shit. Yeah, I think, the, I think it's kind of cool stuff. That I, but – you know, St. Louis is a good spot because they lost their NFL team. Yeah, those people up. want football. Um, with Paxton Lynch, he's now the first quarterback to be benched right. in the NFL, USFL, and the XFL. He got benched. Right. <laughs> Man, he was a first round pick. Yeah, uh, great. What what could have been? 
Like what the success story of and like you say, AJ McCarron, you have this like the literally tail of both sides of football. What if the Browns? What if the Browns drafted Mc, or uh, traded for McCarron than they were supposed to that one year and then that never went through? Yeah. Would the NFL still be a success? Would Baker Mayfield be in the XFL? What oh, if? What happened? <laughs> he might. So many what ifs. Don't you worry. He might end up there still. Don't 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 sleep on Baker being the best. Johnny Manziel. Guy. Johnny Mans, well, Josh Gordon. Depending on how that goes, Johnny might be there next. Dude, I'm saying. I would love it. Johnny Mans on the XFL, instant, instant success. Yes, he hate me 2.0. <laughs> could you imagine? Oh my God, I'm just thinking of the content that you could end up accidentally getting from Johnny Manziel. I, and... I hope he's still athletic. Like I hope he's still in shape. Oh, if he does guy. do it, drinking is probably a sport somewhere where he's at. So. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, changing gears here as we end up, I think hitting enough on XFL now, and I still want to talk baseball because we'll all end up probably talking the rest of the show about baseball. But before we get into that, guys, make sure you end up checking the Snoozy Lose podcast. Um, Uncle Joe, the Black Book, he has you covered with any spreads whatsoever. On Sundays, he ends up posting on the We Like Sports website, WeLikeSportsPC.com. His parlay of the week, or his line of the day, I should say. And definitely great people over there at the Snooze You Lose podcast. Make sure to check them out. What's up? It's your boy Uncle Joe, the Black Bookie. Don't go anywhere as you're listening to the We Like Sports podcast. Once the show is over, tune in and subscribe to the Snooze You Lose podcast, available on all streaming platforms. Our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is, and always will be, win together, lose together. So tune in, and like I always say, Snooze You Lose. What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area, with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday, all day, for only $9. You get a perfect 8-ounce strip steak served with your choice of a baked potato or fries with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. Guys, as we were talking about XFL, I want to change gears now. I want to talk about baseball. And the biggest thing that seems to be the thing to talk about now ahead of spring training is now the baseball rule changes because they're kind of becoming a little bit more crystal clear as time goes on with what the expectations are. Yep. You want me to start, Peyton? Go ahead. You're the first one to speak. Go for it. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to try and remember all the rule changes they put in place, but there's the pitch clock. Um the bases are bigger. They're changing how many times the pitcher can pick off the the runner. Well, it's any stoppage. So it's stepping off the mound is the same thing as a pickoff. Yeah. A pickoff, calling timeout, like all of those count. And yeah, but what if what if there's you can't pick them off more than three times? What if the fourth it's time? It's a guaranteed stolen base. You have to do you have to deliver the your pitch to home plate. And this is what we were talking about as I mentioned the radio station earlier on. We were talking about the rule changes on Friday, too. What's to say now? You have to make your 
your approach, your body movement, yeah. your pitch has to go home. What about a pitch out though? If that guy's gonna go, you the catcher could still throw down to first. That's still allowed. Right. But you pitch out and the guy's going though too, and he's getting as big as the lead as he wants. When the guy he can run before you even pitch it. Like, you know, yeah. like you could steal like, <laughs> Right. Once once you've made your two moves to first base and like you're it's a balk or you gotta you gotta actually throw a pitch, the only options are a pickoff. But as soon as the pitcher steps on the mound, I'm gone. That's what I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Uh, you know, and this is the whole thing where, where like, the whole point of, like, what, I was, what I've been writing about is baseball has an issue with viewers and none of the things they're doing fix it. If you want more stolen bases, giving free stolen bases doesn't make that play exciting. Isn't it that makes st- that play stupid. Isn't that still technically – what is it called when it's, like, eighth or ninth inning when it's uh, – runner's discretion or whatever when they just don't throw it it doesn't count as a stolen base but it's still yeah um, i don't know how they're gonna score it that's what i mean yeah it's it's like the it's a runner on second you don't charge the run to the the pitcher because it's like a go the ghost runner right it's the same kind of thing how do you decide really what is right i mean (laughs) once once the pitcher has no more move to challenge the runner and the runner goes are they considering that a stolen base because Manfred has said he wants more stolen bases, and that was one of the ways he wanted them. So are they going to count them because the commish says that's what he wants? Or are they going to say it's a not, it's a no challenge, we're not going to penalize the pitcher and say he was stolen on, or the catcher to say somebody ran on him when the they had no choice? Um, I agree like a walk. But, but the MLBs, it, I, don't, I don't know what – their ultimate goal is for the sport because they want more action. But at the same time, the stuff that people like about baseball are the things that they're eliminating in the rules, like a pitch clock and the number of times you can go to pick off a runner ruins the excitement of having runners on base. So there is not more action. They say it's going to speed up the game, but they're not going to try and speed up the game by reducing advertising time. The stuff that no one likes, you know, the NFL cut out ads and they reduce the game time. I don't like, I I just, I don't know what they're trying to do. It doesn't make sense to me. The bigger bases, if it works out and people don't get hurt as often. Okay, fine. I don't care. Three inch bigger bases. I don't think it's going to ruin the game of baseball. A pitch clock and not allowing the pitcher to address runners on base, I think, ruins baseball. It's it's tricky because like there's some guys like on the Indian or Guardians, they got Karen check. I mean, Karen check takes his time and he does his whole thing before he has to change his entire right. pre-pitch routine. Now that he now that he has to go that 15 seconds, and like said, I said, like it's I forgot it was a hundred and something. There's a hundred and something pitchers in the MLB who averaged more time than the, the pitch clock is going to allow. So there's a hundred pitchers in baseball who are going to 100% have to recreate their entire routine nope. to pitch in the, in the, in the majors now. 
That's asinine. and most of them are doing that right now too during spring training the next couple of weeks because like heretics that's what he's going to have to focus on without a doubt is that you're going to have oh. to end up going all right do I really mess around with this rosin bag for five seconds or do I just deliver and that's gonna it's like Trevor Bauer warming up for the Indians in the past he had the oddest approach the long toss he did all this imagine as a starter now though it's just hey your delivery is being this move this move this move you're cutting that out because it's adding too much time but going back to the pitch clock and everything good point to make is that when you ended up having guys on the guardians that had their minor league spot starts, you ended up having them guys delivering to the plate a lot quicker, but that's also because those rules were already in place too. And on top of that, they're used to those rules and that's what they tested out with, but you have to end up seeing why now too, that pitch common, that was a thing last year. It worked so well and it's going to help out so much this year because that's how quick the the games are expected to go. It's going to be a quick game, but you also, as a pitcher, have to figure out your delivery. You have to get in the rhythm. You're not going to have signs to your catcher to figure out what's going on because you also have the guy in first now that you have to have a high school first and third type play to figure out, okay, where am I throwing it to now because he already made his three moves offensively or defensively right. as a pitcher. <clears throat> But, but I guess the real question is, okay, with all the things that baseball has not going for it, right? I mean, viewership's down, ratings are down, fantasy baseball participation is at the lowest it's, it's been in like 20 years. Do you think that speeding up a pitcher's delivery is really going to make the fans come back? Or no. Do you, or do you think it's the fact that the MVP, Aaron Judge, struck out 175 times and we're saying he's the best hitter in baseball? Like, is it the fact that guys are hitting 240 across the league and no one is – you're going to a game to watch four hits, three home runs for one team, one for the other, and the rest of the game you're going to see 17 strikeouts. No one enjoys watching that. I'll let Peyton Vince Jr. go first here because I could end up going on with this, but I want CJ, Peyton Vince Jr., and Casey to go ahead. No, you go first. No, you go first. I told you first. I mean, I don't know. Change, is, change is different. I can't help but feel like baseball shoots itself in the foot. I, I feel like there'll be like a probably like, I mean, unless they iron it out in the spring, like, yeah, there's going to be some shit about it that's ugly. Like, I was watching the Tennessee game, uh, the dude trying to call time. But he couldn't I call saw time. that and didn't yeah. he strike out? Like, so, like, no, it was ball four. Um, so, like, there's shit about it that's like ugly and it's going to take some time to figure out. But once you figure out, there is a lot of dead time in baseball. I'm not going to act like there's not. You know, somebody who sits around baseball pretty much every day of the week. Um, you know, if I'm watching somebody throw, I, I don't think most pitchers, the, like, pitch pickoff thing will affect them too much. Uh, most guys don't throw over three and four times. You know, pitchers are faster than ever to the play. I think, like, you'll see it. I think the time it could be the most effective with the clock is the playoffs. You know, you see those pitchers take that long pause. It was people freaked out, like, with the uh, mound visits and stuff. I, I just think, like, baseball fans are hard to please because you take away, like, parts of the game that you don't – and, like, because baseball, they affect, like, what they're doing is you're taking away parts of the game that nobody really cares about, but, like, we're going to get mad about them because now they're changing the game. The bigger bases, I don't mind, you know. I've come around. I'm team anti-shift as well. I just think I'm anti-shift. Uh, but they're still incorporating a way to have the shift. Like, they've had – in like well, legit- that like the no, you, you, you can run you could you could you could once that ball leaves the pitcher's hand you can go run to the other side of the bag i mean yep 
or else, like, if you end up, I've, I've, just, I've come around to being anti-shift. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. Um, uh, well, I think I think the problem is, it's it, we're going back to the guys don't hit for average anyways. Yeah, that's why I don't think it'll make the. I think you'll see like a guy that I think the average will jump up is like a Jose Ramirez, not a yeah. Joey. Gallo. Joey Gallo can't hit baseballs, so it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah, there could be nobody on that side. He, you know, he can't hit the ball anyways. You know, a guy like Jose Ramirez, though, like he'll make some more. You know, he'll get more hits. So I think like it's MVP. Back to that. Um, but like most of the stuff, I just, I don't know. I think baseball's bigger issue is like blackouts and, and shit like that. You know, viewership like, is hard. Attendance is down in most places, not all. Some places that do real well, but you know, well, Guardians, I mean, hockey, Guardians I, for example, like our opening series is in Seattle. Yeah, hockey's dealing yeah, with the Valley Sports issue now. And Bally Sports was a big one for a lot of local baseball teams because Bally's got a ton of those contracts. Yeah. Hockey right now, the NHL is coming up with a plan to actually stream the games themselves that are supposed to be on Bally's, assuming that they're not going to be able to finish out the season. Well, so, so they're already going ahead. Yeah, so baseball, I think, is going to have a similar issue. The problem they had is if you bought the MLB package, like if you're a diehard baseball fan, you bought the package so you could watch 140 of the Tribe games. If they were playing in Detroit, uh, Pittsburgh, like anywhere within like a three-hour range, it didn't matter if you had the package because they'd say you're in a local coverage area, but they weren't on Cleveland television. They were on Detroit television. So the blackout rules are really dumb. I mean, yeah. they really don't make any sense. If the you buy the MLB package, sell. you should have every yeah. single game played in the entire country for the entire year. You paid for it. The markets himself don't make sense. I remember <coughs> my cousin used to have them. It was years ago. And, like, there wasn't even commercial breaks. Like, you got to watch the pitchers warm up in between innings and shit. Oh, wow. Like, Correct. Yeah, it's the NBA is the same way. You get to watch the halftime show, like or like the in between, like whatever's in the state, like in the arena on the big, yep. like big screen. They have that. That's sick. Casey, what are your thoughts though, about baseball's rule changes? Um, I mean, once again, on the statistics side, again looking at it, I mean, it's going to change some things because, like we said in in the playoffs too, you watch the games and like like uh, I think Drew said with the the pitchers take a little longer. And it builds that suspense, you know. So as a fan too, like it, it just builds a suspense. You know, it's a a postseason game because every batter takes about five minutes just due to the, you know, the mind games and everything. Um, but overall, I I think like in the good point with Jose Ramirez will have a bigger bigger difference than uh, Judge or Gallo is going to have just because of the way they hit. Um, so I I don't I don't know. It's I don't think we'll see a huge change in things. But at first, I think to start the season. It will be kind of a different thing, and then I'm sure if something comes up throughout the year or someone's struggling that used to be good, they'll bring that up as well, pitcher-wise, you know. So it's yep. we're not, it's, it's not going to just disappear. That goes through rule changes. You see them. They're so awkward. You know, the NFL. Oh, exactly. The NFL is a different, you know, different game on t- now than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, especially. like So it's always an awkward period going through changes where you don't want changes, you know. Um but I, I, I just don't think they're going to make that big of a difference. Shaving. Baseball I mean, is a different sport, If it though. does, if games go from three hours to two and a half, then I'll be like, yeah, well, that worked. But, I mean, but in reality, though, look at, look at the NFL, though. 
The yeah. NFL, one of their complaints was that the game started to go over three hours. Yeah. That the games were like the one o'clock games were biting into the the four twenty game time, mm-hmm. and see that every week though, and that fans didn't want that. So what was an easy, easy change that a lot of fans pointed out that the NFL actually did and shortened games. Instead of there being a commercial break after a touchdown and then immediately after a kickoff return, they eliminated the one after the kickoff return. So there was one commercial break, a kickoff, and and play started. And the games actually got significantly shorter. It took nothing away from the game itself. Would you prefer to have games short, like baseball games? So if you're going to a baseball game, would you rather have it be the half hour shorter or half hour longer? I think um, we'd all agree that it's the all the long length. Because like if I'm buying a ticket to the game, I'm expecting it to be there three, three and a half, four hours, depending on the night. And if it's a two-hour game, I'm going to be a little disappointed. <laughs> well, I think it's well, also be- including the post-game shit. I think it matters what kind of game it is. Uh, I don't mind a game being three, three and a half hours. If I see 15 hits, you know, a five, four mm-hmm. game, and I see action like throughout the game. If I see a two nothing game and there's three hits and the two runs were on home runs, I'm not that excited. I mean, I, mean, I don't get well, it. It depends the type of game. If it's the play- playoff game, right, yes. But, if, right. if it's a normal, because there's, there's a reason for the game. So there's always suspense right. in it where if it's a, Game if 55 it's a game on a Saturday season. in July, I don't want to be exactly. sitting there hoping that, you know, I get to see two hits for the whole game. Yeah, well, you see that on Saturdays and, you know, random throws. But it's not fun. I, I, I'm i telling you, I'd rather see 20 hits than two home runs. The game is more fun that way. And, and the fact that in the early 2000s, like the average viewers was like 30 million. And last year it was 9 million. The game of baseball hasn't changed that much. Game lengths are about the same. Why well, are a third very... less people watching? Because they're sick of watching stars strike out every game. Yeah, that's it. What do you think it is then, CJ? Like CJ, what do you think will end up factoring in that? Because like obviously, like I'm gonna end up saying it right now and call the, the pot calling the kettle black. But Drew, he's a Yankees fan. You're gonna like seeing Yankees, Mets fan, New York guy. You're gonna like seeing a lot more offense. But with Guardians guys, I don't even think that's it. I like. But like you're like pitching though. You had Corey Kluber. You have Shane Bieber. You had four, or five out of the studs out of the five man rotation at one point. You're gonna like seeing pitching a little bit more than well. Plus, offensive. the way that we play is different. We don't hit for power. Okay. We hit for contact and play small ball. So. Sometimes, I mean, nine million people is a lot of people. I, well, not when it's. Think, I think there's a lot of teams. Years ago. I think the big thing is it feels like there's more team. How many team? If if you wanted to make the playoffs in baseball, you can make the playoffs in baseball. That's what. I yeah, think. about half the field now. I feel like about yeah. half the league isn't even trying. So, but like, if you ask if you ask me who won the the Super Bowl four years ago, the finals four years ago, the World Series four years ago, I probably couldn't name who won the World Series four years ago. Yeah, but every like, um, yeah. in like every season in football, you know what I mean. Like even when the Browns are bad, you can watch you can watch bad football. I mean, you guys just talked XFL for how long? Like you know, just part of it. Baseball's <laughs> I mean, gotten past, but football's king. You know, basketball does okay. Basketball's like a niche. I just feel like everything after football and even college football has such like a niche audience between like you know baseball yeah baseball's got basketball basketball's got people hockey hockey's got its people I just feel like they're all like they're same you know they can't we like can't compare baseball to football yeah but but baseball's losing viewers 
I mean, it's it's not a secret. I think most sports are losing viewers. Baseball has lost half its viewers in four years. Like, the ratings are half of what they were four years ago. The average viewers are half of what they were four years ago. Not it's not because the games either. got a half an hour longer in four years. It didn't Look happen. Look at what happened, though, four years ago, though. You're going almost back to COVID when you had a 62-something game season. Right. You end up having that runner on second base. You have a lot of diehards, and um, believe it or not, you're going to end up losing diehards. And maybe with the, the, and the, the thing is, is with like the rule changes, too, that has me looking forward to it, is the whole entire shift idea that after the pitch, you could have your third baseman run out to left I field. I agree. The, 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 but but here's some here's some like stats too. Like I know Casey's a stats guy. Last year and the year before were the lowest batting averages by the league in the history of baseball. So to say that oh, and by the way, it was the lowest viewership in the history of baseball ratings. So those two things correlate pretty well. Hitters aren't hitting. People aren't interested. People don't watch. It's a fair wow. argument, though. Everybody's used to the steroid era, I'd say. Barry Bonds hitting 70 home runs. Because the thing is, is with Pujols, if you look back at him breaking the – or not breaking, but getting into the 700 club, nobody yeah. really thought he could do it. He was already old. The fact that he ended up having 20-plus homers is kind of a shock. Now looking back at it, he can't I feel go like baseball has painted itself, though. Like, people that turned away from baseball, you got the Astros cheating. Yes. You know, balls were juiced. Then, then the MLB physically juiced the balls. Yeah, I think baseball turns off its own audience. That's more like people. Well, yeah, I always say I that, like I said before, with uh, I, can, you know. I I agree. The other sports, I can watch any random team play yeah. basketball or football, but not baseball. Yeah. But it's I, like I we said with what Manfred said about the the championship just being a piece of metal. You know, like it, it's that's when <laughs> I think it began to go downhill. And like, yeah. look at the World Baseball Classic. Like, being honest the here, they have really baseball, good. Teams. Since Manfred's been in charge, he's done two things. I kind of like it. Even one of them, more or three. I like the expanded playoffs. Yes, I like the increase in replay. But like, I hate seeing the replay where they freeze frame the guy comes off the bat for like a half. Like, you know what I mean? It's I baseball that play. Or like um, the tip of the glove touches his yeah, pant leg, and, and yeah, uh, I hate seeing that play. But I like the increase in replay. And I like the universal DH. That's about it. Everything else baseball's done in the last few years, I've been kind of like, why the fuck are they doing that? Honestly, I, I wish there was no DH. Uh, I like the universal DH. I'm an American, I'm an American League guy, but I think pitchers should have to hit. I, I like I mean, that. I, I, I I guys like CC and like Madison Bumgarner, like pitchers that could actually like that's lowering that that's definitely lowering uh the was there a better as well moment? runs. In two automatic outs. Bartolo Colon hitting that home run. No, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love Yeah, that. that's amazing. I it was great. the best. I just, like, growing up with the DH, I don't know if these pitchers hit. But then you got, you got, you got Lou Marston, Juan Uribe, and uh, a pitcher at the bottom of your lineup that's an automatic three outs every time. I mean, like, yep. that's yep. the catch, yeah, though, if you got a I weak, weak lineup. I just think baseball can't get out of its own way. And I just think, you know, mm, a lot of sports get small. Like, I, like Casey said, no, I – the one week, I mean, the the freaking college football. I watched college football that whole day. <laughs> like, I watched Correct. games before Michigan. I watched Michigan play TCU. I watched Georgia play Ohio State. You know, noon to midnight, I watched college football. Yeah, I can do that. Are you a Georgia or an Ohio State fan? Because I have to know because you usually wore a lot of Georgia gear. Yeah, I'm a Georgia fan. I've always been, like, indifferent to Ohio State. But I've been rooting for Georgia since, like, 2000. 
You you had the apparel ever since uh, two thousand. I, I just got I just got a nice Matt Jordan. Stafford. Yeah. yeah, Stafford, David Green, DJ Shockley, Aaron Murray, Hudson Mason. Yeah. Legends. But before we end up letting things wrap up, though, as we end up talking about the Guardians, maybe next week because I don't think we'll have enough time to even talk about them this week, and it's going to be the first week of spring training probably. But on another thirty eight days till opening day. That's right. 40? 38. 38? I'm 38. Sun's getting a little bit later up here. It's not like Florida for Casey. Casey could go screw off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking 90 hey, degrees Bard, today. Bard Raptors start on Wednesday, baby. Yeah. Jason Kipnis, though, guys, retired He retired today, today. yeah. What, what could have been – from all your perspective, because Drew, I obviously want to get yours first because outsider looking in 2016 World Series, Kipnis hits that ball, foul ball. Could have been a home run if it was fair. What if it was the biggest thing that was talked about that year? What was your thought when that happened in 2016? I mean, look, if you look at one foul ball, like one deep foul ball, and say if it was fair, what if, right? I mean, what if they don't have the rain delay? What yep. if what if the game continues after Rajay hits his home run and and there's momentum? I mean, that the end of the la- the end of the final game of the World Series shouldn't be like all right, is this thing over yet? Right? Yep. I mean, it's game set for that that rain delay killed everything. But I mean, what if Kipnis isn't on the team? You could argue they might not make the World Series at all. So him missing a deep ball yeah, if it's fair, it's the coolest thing that ever happened, right? It is. But a lot of people hit a lot of foul balls in the World Series that if they were fair, they would have been home runs. People hit 300-foot foul balls all the time. Yeah, so, it's just in the moment, though, that everybody got emotional towards it, and then every replay afterwards, just a couple inches away from being fair. Yep. And if it was him, the, the whole place goes crazy because he's a hometown favorite. People love the guy. Yep. But who who do you who do you compare him to? Is he Kevin Love? Like if you had to ooh. compare him to a guy from Cavs in the recent Cavs history, what is Kipnis? I think that would be a good comparison. Kevin Love to like Jason Kipnis, kind of the guy that wasn't originally from here. He was a Chicago guy, like playing in Chicago, Kipnis did, and then like he just became dirtbag. Like that's what he was known as. He was never clean during any game, always sliding, always hustling. And he was always Cleveland. Like he, Dova. he had success too. Is he only? Yeah, but, but he was more talented. <laughs> Kipnis, is Kipnis is a better baseball player than Delvadova is a basketball. Yeah, Verjao. Exactly. Came in my head. Verjao's pretty good. That's a good. Go. Verjao. He was here for some lean years. Z. You got Z. Yep. Played He's the team a for a long time. Left at the end for a year. Nicholas. <laughs> Who doesn't like Michael the guy? Bourne? Like Kipnis, like everybody liked him. Maybe your 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 thoughts of Nick Swisher is different than my thoughts of Nick Swisher from the Yankees perspective, but I I mean I don't know that many baseball fans who don't like him as like Dude, I fucking a personality. <laughs> Bro, I, <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> I hated Nick Swisher when we had Nick Swisher. Then he played Terry Francona for his career has been over. Because Terry made him play first base. He said his knees went. I don't know nobody whose knees go at first base, but 
<laughs> Played there enough. Peyton, Peyton's knees went and went in first base. Couldn't take Fucking it. Nick Swisher, Michael Bourne. That's right, exactly. Yeah. God. Ohio. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on Kipnis retiring? What kind of impact did he have with you guys, Casey and CJ? I wasn't a huge fan of him, truthfully, for a, a bit. And then he was pretty solid when he had that what the, the best month in Indian. So it was never that he had the most hits or something in, in the month. Um, and then towards the end, he was he was going pretty downhill um in that world series even like i don't think he was had a good season going into it i think he picked it well, up he played that world series too i want to say yeah i think he did because wasn't he hurt or something yeah, I think. It, yep. it was never pretty at the end and i think that's what, you know, one of those things where like i remember when uh in papers i was like oh thank god they're not bringing kipness back exactly you put all the time it's even like love we 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 had him and then we said jesus christ like i don't, I don't even want him anymore like three years ago i wish we would have we would have just uh Bought him out then. The end is never pretty. Well, love things different to me because, like, he fell off this year. Second, well, he turned it around because he, he blew a he, he blew a yeah, few. Uh, Kip has never like really like pushed his way out. That was nice, you know. That like I, just sucked, man. You watch these guys get old. Yeah, get old. It, it does suck. Yeah, it was watching good. Kluber, man. Kluber was tough eight years ago, you know, seven years right. ago. Yeah, he's giving up a walk-off in the 15th inning in Dallas, which is the greatest you see, him, you see him now, and it's like, who is it? I can't believe that that was our guy it's for that. I can't believe he's a two-time from, Cy Young winner. That thing That's what I'm saying. The outfielder. It's like, you used to be Mel Clark? Yeah, used to be. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy like, to, to think about. No, I know he tried to get on with the Cubs, and he tried to get on with the Braves, he just couldn't go anywhere. Like, that was it. Like, and I think that it might not even have been his decision. Oh, he's the guy, too. He was getting shifted at the end, robbed the hits, you know. The prime example. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, that's about it already for the We Like Sports podcast. Before we go, though, guys, plug your social media. Uh, let's go Drew, Casey, Peyton Vince Jr., and then it'll go to me, Peyton Vince. All right. Well, Facebook, I'm on Drew Papper, same name here. Twitter is Four City Sport, and that's about all I have <laughs> for this. So, fair uh, enough. Yeah, that's all I need, right? Um, mine are all my my name, first name, last name. I think I have all three things, so nothing crazy. Um, my random Indian player for the day, since Peyton keeps forgetting it, would be Kerry Wood, I think I'm going to go with. So. Good one. All right. All right. I'll beat him with Kerry Wood. Um, <laughs> I got to get one now. I got to think of Peyton's. Uh, <laughs> I, I think my Twitter is at Peyton Vince 11, but I'm not sure. <laughs> no, Indians fan 11. <laughs> Snapchat's Indians fan 11, I think. <laughs> random Indians guy, dude, that. There's two I got. I got Betancourt and then Bob Wickman, man. Wickman's lit. Uh, Joe Joe Borowski. That was gonna be that. That was gonna be my next one. Joe Borowski. What about yeah. Chris? Perez? Chris Perez. Oh, Chris Perez. Vinny Pest- Vinny Perez. Pestano. Chris Perez. Dog. His dog. Vinny Pestano too. Yeah, another one. Pestano, we named man. we named every every Cleveland closer I think in 2005 on. Vinny P. Full time mafia. I'm telling you. Well, Brian Shaw. CJ, I got you covered. Mine is at not Wilson. Wait, hold on. That's not it. Yeah, W I L S E N. Yes, not I Wilson. Change that. That's like in high school. 
What what could you change it to? I don't know. Not Spiller. Not DJ. Not DJ Spiller. Yeah. <laughs> not Peyton Vance. Yeah. But, uh, not Peyton Vance. <laughs> yes, not Peyton Vance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guys, make sure to check us out on social media at We Like Sports PC on Twitter. At we like sports bud, I think is the second Twitter account too. We got two of them now. Um, Instagram, we like sports PC website, we like sports PC.com. As for me, my Twitter at Peyton Vince, just my first and my last name, no number 11. I'm like CJ's Twitter handle. Um, I feel like this is going to confuse the shit out of everybody. <laughs> not Manning. Not Manning. That, that's CJ's. <laughs> Drew, before we go, though, name a random Indians player. Can't be Nick Swisher either because that's on top of your head. Bartolo Colon because I talked about his home run. <laughs> you have the softball there. Yeah, easy. Well, guys, um, thanks for tuning in. I actually in. was thinking Brian Shaw earlier, but you guys brought him up. <laughs> yeah, he's been around since 2012. He's the grandpa of the garden. Well, and my buddy growing up that lives across the street from me has the same name, same spelling. So, Does he do the other? <laughs> yeah. Does he really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. You got, his, got his ass there. <laughs> Guys, make sure to check us out next week, 7 to 8 o'clock, Wheeling Sports Podcast. Check out the website. And on that note, random basketball player that's not named Kevin Love. Ira Newell. Jeremy Grant. Damon, jo- Damon Jones. Antoine Jameson. Oh, boy.